Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Uh, great response again last week, or this week, to last week's episode with Dara O'Connell. Um, had him on to talk about all things jiu-jitsu, East Coast Jiu-Jitsu Academy, just coming back off ADCC. So it was only fitting to bring today's guest in um, to carry on from that amazing ADCC journey. It was, of course, Fionn Davis. Um, what an incredible, incredible person and so happy that she was able to come in. I wanted to get her on from literally from the first time that I, everyone that you're hearing on the podcast are all my dream guests that I wanted to have on from as soon as I decided that I wanted to uh, create the podcast. So it was really great to get her on. Obviously, um, she won silver at the ADC championships, um, missed out from the gold uh, in the final. Um and unfortunately got a little bit injured so she's out at the moment she's not competing so I was able to get her in um, before she heads off to Rome in the morning um, for anyone that doesn't know Fionn Davis she's 24 years old amazing to think that what she's achieved so far in the sport at only 24 but at Black Belt she is a Nogi World Champion European Champion Pan Am Champion Brazilian National Champion ADCC Silver Medalist um, incredible addition to the sport of Jiu Jitsu um, so I hope you enjoy this episode we got to talk about obviously Jiu Jitsu a lot of Jiu Jitsu um, MMA relationships, body image, it's all in there. So I hope you enjoy the 17th episode of The First Exchange. And as always, add us up on social media at The First Exchange. If you're on iTunes, hit us a review, hit us a five-star review. If you're on Spotify, follow us um, and send us any requests for guests, feedback, constructive criticism, any kind of criticism um, to let us know that we're doing a good job and, and that we're on the right track. So without further ado, here is Fionn Davis for The First Exchange. Fionn, welcome to the studio. Episode 17. Yeah, 17. Welcome. Well, welcome. Welcome. To welcome. me, I mean. Because <laughs> you're already here. You I'm already show. here. Absolutely. I'm the boss. Um, well, I know that our listeners would be like, we're so happy that you're after getting Fionn in because we wanted her to come on the show for so long. But we we did actually speak weeks ago and pretty much when I started the podcast about getting you on, but it's just about getting the time and your schedule. But what better time than off the back of one Dara's interview last week and also ADCC. Yeah, he set me up well, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, welcome home. Thank you. How are you feeling? Really, well, kind of conflicted, like happy with the second win, obviously against Bia, Mosquito, because yeah. they're both called Bia. Very confusing. Oh, yes. Um, and then obviously the final didn't go my way, but mm-hmm. um, I still kind of walked away from it feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that you listened to Dara's uh, episode last week of the podcast. Um, how was that when you were listening back to hear him speak about the kind of 
process and the kind of journey that you guys are on, especially at ADCC? It's good for the ego. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, no, it was really nice to hear, obviously, and obviously he's told me that in person too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to listen in on it, it kind of felt a bit surreal, like hearing about the experience from his perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole thing was just mad. Obviously, from my reaction, you can tell I didn't... Well, I did believe in myself. I, I knew I could do it in a logical yeah. sense, but like, I don't know, emotionally, it was quite hard for me to like control how I was feeling yeah. up until it. Well, let's break down that moment because again, if anyone who's listened who hasn't uh, watched the footage, go to Flow Grappling, go to like any jiu-jitsu media outlet and you'll see this like little clip of when uh, Fionn submitted Bia Mosquitas um, in the semi-final of the ADCC uh, 2019 tournament and it's this incredible moment. Like talk us through, like first of all get like when you knew okay i have the arm like i'm going to submit her here and then like when you look at the ref like what were you looking at the ref as in like i think i'm after breaking her arm or what was going on yeah a lot of comments people were saying like oh she's smiling i was like i'm not smiling (laughs) (laughs) like when i when it's actually happening like during the match like i'm passing her guard and then i lock up the triangle all those things are just like there's no emotion in it. I'm not thinking. I'm mm. just like, it's a step-by-step as though you're in a role in the gym. Yeah. Like I'm not actively thinking anything there. I'm just thinking about the next step in mm. the sequence. Um, so yeah, when I had the arm, all I remember was it went soft in one direction and I was like, oh, her hand must be facing the wrong way. Which like, is what we thought as viewers. <laughs> we thought she was after turning the arm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's adjusted her arm. Like, okay, I would need to adjust. I looked down, her hand was facing the right direction for it to be on. And I was like, oh, wow, she's bendy, I yeah. think. Like, I didn't hear any pops or anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's really flexible. And then I kind of looked up and looked at the ref because I didn't want to be the psychopath who held an arm on too long. Yeah. And she was just tapping because like, you do kind of go numb to what's happening in the moment as well. Yeah. So I was like looking at the ref, checking if she was tapping. And he was just like staring at me like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to adjust it and then it like became kind of like an Americana. Mm-hmm. And then I heard like a tree branch snapping. Although her arm isn't broken apparently. It isn't. No, okay, no, no. Good. I think well, it's just ligaments, but yeah, still really gross. I think it dislocated maybe. But I'm not I'm not I don't actually know. She um, is a badass. Oh my god. Because her face, like I've watched that clip like, back. She was just so like um, obviously it was adrenaline, it was like the moment, it was everything, but her she didn't even flinch. She looked once. she seemed more annoyed. Yeah. She was like, oh fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. When you got when when she eventually did tap, that like ten seconds afterwards is like one of the most iconic, not only jiu-jitsu moments, but iconic combat sports moments that I think I have ever seen your everything that because there's a story the backstory to that is the fact that you know you were previously beaten by her you know what I mean and to to go in to face someone that has beaten you that's legit you know multiple time champion there's no denying that she is you know the highest level of champion that you can get yeah um and to see your reaction to your putting your hat face in your hands to drop into your knees to run in towards Dara your coach and into his arms like it's the most incredible moment uh, talk us through w- what was happening for you in those moments there oh yeah I just lost my mind to be honest like obviously I have such a respect for Bia like she's an amazing athlete yeah. um the female goat yes <laughs> the lady goat um and yeah like all all that like that status is like mm. it's so amazing obviously you really like her as a person too she's really nice I've sp- I haven't spoken to her much but when I have she's always been really kind um 
And yeah, like obviously I lost my mind because she is so decorated and she is such a good athlete that I look up to. So that kind of puts like a weird dynamic as well because obviously you don't want to hurt someone who you look up to like that as well. And you, it's also like doing the same thing as what you're trying to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um, But you don't think of that in the moment when you're doing it. You're just like, this is the next step. Okay, she's Mm -hmm. not tapping. I need to adjust. Um, But yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) But like when I won, I was just going crazy and like I just couldn't contain the emotion. And I don't know why, but this, (laughs) I don't know why I shouldn't say it really. But in my head, I had this phrase like so... (laughs) I'm so happy I could shit. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you. This is <laughs> I really shouldn't. But that was in my head and I, yeah, I kept repeating it and I was like, that is so <laughs> No, nah, nah, not literally. I'm glad you didn't. I'm leaving the most. That would have been very memorable. You. That would have been very memorable. Flipping but hell. that was in my head and I was like, it's kind of like a weird, <laughs> surreal thing. I'm so happy I could shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a weird term I haven't heard since I was like 11. And I was like, oh. but you know what as well it was like I mean for anyone that you know knows you or meets you like you're very reserved very shy very kind of you know like not animated so it was you know it was just not see, on purpose not on purpose <laughs> to see you um no I mean not animated in like the nicest way possible you know but you're not you're ve- you're just very reserved and very quiet and you just know. really awkward and I'm trying to hide well see you say awkward cool. but you are very cool Fionn we'll get to that your little your little complex in a minute but um you know it was really to see you just kind of be free like with your emotion it was a very emotional thing for us as your teammates as well to see you know what I mean it was like and and your fans you know met your many many fans (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I don't really like to celebrate the last year I've celebrated more than ever obviously it's black belt now as well yeah but um, I think it's just like, oh my God, I've actually done something good. Yeah. <laughs> like more surprised at myself. And yeah, like I think as well in judo, like celebrating isn't really, mm. no one really does it. Yeah. Um, like the Brazilians are very passionate. Mm. And I think that's fed into a lot of people uh, will start to act the same as well. And at first I didn't like celebrating at all. Yeah. I thought I used to think it was very disrespectful. Yeah. And I always had such empathy with the person who'd lost as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd always look at them and like feel like crying, be like, oh, I feel so bad. For them. Yeah, <laughs> which is that... ridiculous. Um, like not ridiculous. I mean, you know, I do yeah. understand what that's like as well. But, you know, I, you shouldn't put someone down for enjoying that moment that they earned. And as long as they're not being rude to the other person, yes. like it's totally fine. Whereas now, like as you can see <laughs> I'm great. into celebrating but I think even even in that moment it was a celebr- it was a, a, a very authentic celebration yeah you know what it, I mean? wasn't and it was put on or like exactly yeah. exactly talk to me about um what it's like to now have to fight girls that you've won looked up to mm. that you have aspired to be like I imagine in some way yes. um and to stand next to them ready to fight them because for a lot of us with someone like Bia you know being a blue belt I go you know wow she's amazing I never have to fight her well you know not for a while potentially you know what I mean so like it kind of it's such at a distance what was it like for you to kind of go from you know we'll say high level say from kind of towards the end of your purple belt into brown then getting your black belt what was that like to kind of go holy shit now I have to fight them I was really excited, but at the same time, it was kind of like, you're my idol. Like, you've been my yeah. idol since I started, and this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel weird. Like, I felt like 
I don't know, it was almost how dare I try hard against yes. them. It was so something I kind of had to get over a little bit. And if I was in a good position or I was doing something good, I was like, this isn't real. They've got something hidden in their back pocket. Maybe a gun. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, this isn't real. Like this, they, they feel almost normal. Like yeah. obviously very, very good, but they do feel like a human. Like, yes. And that was really hard to accept that and just accept that. Absolutely. You know, they are human and I, I do deserve to be here. Yeah. Because um, obviously, like, I think the first time I had to fight someone who I really looked up to and, okay, I, I respect everyone. I mean, one of the superstars Yes. Um, was Talia mm. and that was an EBI and I was a purple belt and I'd been invited last minute because of a pullout. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, I will just get this girl in. And I got the highest seed, I guess. And I was the lowest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then obviously when I was fighting, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm so crap. I shouldn't be here. I don't belong here. Mm -hmm. And I remember there's like a group of girls and they all knew each other because they were like higher level, like they were black belts. So they all knew each other, were kind of like friends. Do you mean? Because mm. you, know, you get to know people on the scene. Yes. Yeah. And I wasn't part of that. And I kind of felt like, oh, I'm like the the mm. sad, weird kid in school again. And I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't belong here. And that, that yeah. thought process can, especially with something like high level athletes uh, fighting, you know, it's one of those things where that's that's a mindset that could potentially harm your performance. It definitely does. So how, me anyway. how do you, how did you overcome that or how do you combat that? I just got sick of fighting people and then coming away feeling like I could have beaten them. Mm. And if I'd only just kept my mind in check and that happened a, f- a bunch of times. And then I was like, I'm just sick of losing because of my, my mind. Do you mean yes. like I'm sick of beating myself basically. Mm-hmm. And so far now, like when I've lost this, I've like, that's a technical mistake. And I'm not saying, obviously, there were lots yeah, of technical yeah, mistakes. Yeah. But when you walk away from someone like, for instance, that first time I fought Talia, where I had passed her guard, I'd mounted her, I'd taken her back. There was no reason why I shouldn't finish that fight. Mm. Other than I did not believe that I could actually finish her. And I felt like as soon as I let off any pressure to go for a submission, she's going to kill me. Mm. Which she did at the end of the match. <laughs> but I kind of like, I lost a good position. And then I just kind of stared at her and then didn't move like froze yeah and I, I kind of just got sick of that like it kind of mm. really pissed me off yeah but, um is is yeah. losing to someone because of a mindset going into it worse than losing for you know like you just got beaten by the better person oh definitely like if I can walk away from something and there's like clear technical mistakes that I can adjust that's so mm. easy like all you have to do is go back to the gym train work on things there's there's a logical answer for that when it's your emotions getting the best, getting the better of you, there's not really a logical answer. There's not really a mm. a perfect recipe to fix that. Yeah. And yeah, that's really difficult to come away from that, especially if you do think that you technically could have beaten them. Yeah. Now, like I've lost plenty of matches because of really bad technique. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just just freezing up in the moment that that's really hard to swallow. Yeah. So what like what were the steps that you implemented in terms of fixing that or switching that mindset? Because there'll be a lot of people that will listen to Fionn Davies talk like that and say, holy, I never knew that she feels the exact same way that I feel or that, you know, my mind is my biggest, um, you know, the, the biggest 
opponent that I have to face when I fight Mm -hmm. so what steps did you um adapt or what did you you know did you read something did you go to somebody like how did you go from having that mindset to completely shifting it to you know being where you are now world champion (laughs) (laughs) no key world world champion you still got to say world champion (laughs) um yeah, like I still, I still deal with it to an extent, but it's a lot better now. But the best thing is when I got my black, my black belt, mm-hmm. like that changed everything. I felt like the roof had just come off now. Yeah, um, I felt like. What it, do you mean? Explain. Like, like what happened? There's unlimited tries. It wasn't about winning worlds of brown, putting loads of my uh, loads of pressure on myself to win that or a purple or whatever. Um, like I took silver twice at purple belt, like, yeah. and that was hard because the year before I got the exact same result. And it was the same position that caused me trouble. <laughs> okay. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I haven't improved in a year. So that's great. Or, you know, obviously that's not true, but it felt like it. Yeah. Uh, but once I got to black belt then, it was like, I have unlimited tries. Like, mm. I just keep going. If I don't win worlds this year, I'm just going to come back and keep going. Yeah. Like, I accepted. I'm not going to be the person who wins everything straight away. Mm. Like, earlier this year, I thought maybe I'll be the person to do the Grand Slam first year. But that's not going to be me now. Like, I, I didn't win Worlds. I, I fell at the last hurdle. Mm. That was really hard. But at the same time, I think all the people I look up to were the people who really grafted for it. Yeah. And that's not to say people who do win their first year didn't. I just mean that there's so many losses behind certain people that mm. you, you don't see. You only hear about the highlights. I know that's really cliche. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really respect those people who, mm. like, who had to really graft for it. Like, who overcame so much and like okay i'm not gonna be the person who just wins all the time mm-hmm. but like i think it is inspiring someone who does fall short and yeah. then like keeps working hard and eventually reaches that goal so mm-hmm. hopefully i can you know absolutely that's good for other people <laughs> i mean do you ever sit back and take stock of one how far you've come at such a short space of time in the sport and the you know i suppose the rise of fion davis from you know from maybe brown belt or from from purple belt like it's been so quick so fast but it hasn't been because of you know like instagram celebrity (laughs) fame or like because you've done something you know outside of your it was for absolutely 100 percent pure graft and just absolutely like fighting your heart out every single time that that is nice like i I, anything i put on my instagram and stuff like that that's just i don't know picture of me (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> on someone's back <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking like a potato so yeah like that that, that is cool yeah like because it it's it's like you know you've achieved something in a really short space of time that people have gone wow that's an incredible achievement not only on its own but in that time space and it was for you know hard work you deserved it and it was you know a really honest approach and and it was uh hard work and hard good work ethic Thank that you. got you that you know <laughs> Do you ever sit back and go like, crap, Jesus, yeah, I am fucking brilliant. No. <laughs> I really wish I felt that way. <laughs> but thank you. That's really nice. Um, like I I can look back to maybe not so much this well, this time last year as well, and everything that's happened the last year, year and a half since I get uh since moving to Ireland really. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how much things have changed and how like I was in such a point in my life where I just didn't know what I wanted to do fully. Yeah. Like I loved jujitsu and I wanted to be a competitor, but like I was living in Cardiff and I just didn't know if it was really possible. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I just won uh, some prize money for World Pro. I got silver and I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I want to move to Ireland. I want to mm-hmm. train full time. 
and then I actually did it and yeah. I'm just so glad that I did 100% um and yeah like reflecting back on then when I was just like I don't know really like miserable in training and just finding you know like yeah. you know things were like not going so well for me in terms of like how I was at home and stuff and yeah I don't know like coming back from how I was feeling and now to now like where I just feel so happy where I'm like mm-hmm this can't be <laughs> well really my life let's talk about that time period because I mean or anyone that just know from your accent you are Welsh yes you are from Wales <laughs> Fionn like, is, you don't have a Welsh accent Fionn is not English she is Welsh yeah and maybe three quarters Welsh and now a quarter Irish we're, we're taking her <laughs> as, as our own um, but let's talk about that for a moment first of all um, obviously the decision to come to Ireland how was it that that decision came about because obviously you know we were so grateful at the time, there was another girl coming into East Coast Jiu-Jitsu Academy and little did we know who it was and what you were going to achieve down the line. But what was initially, how did you uh, meet up with Dara and what was the kind of stepping stone to, to move into Ireland and to, to train in full time under him? So my ex-boyfriend, who was also my coach, mm-hmm. he uh, met Dara at a seminar. Yeah, it was at a seminar in a gym in, in Cardiff. Um, and then he stayed connected with him and started going out to train. And then I joined him to come out training. Um, like a few times a year, we'd go out mm-hmm. just to get extra training because there's not that, like there is really good jiu-jitsu in Wales, but like there's not that much. And mm. like there were a lot of really good people in, in East Coast. So it was perfect training for us, uh, especially leading up to like Europeans and things like that. And then he decided to open his own gym then, uh, Bryn. Uh, he opened his own gym and he wanted to be under Dara. Dara was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so then we were just an affiliate under Dara then. And I, you know, we'd keep going out to train then for like major competitions that were coming up. And then me and Bryn broke up and it was right after Worlds uh, as a brown belt. So last year, last summer, I yeah. guess. Beginning of last summer. So after that, we broke up. And yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to keep training at the at the gym just because we basically lived together and we trained together every day. So mm-hmm. that's pretty intense. Um, and once you've broken up with someone, obviously, it's really hard to see that yeah, person. You, just, you don't <laughs> want to see them every day. Let's be real here. Yeah, yeah like every day and, and they're your coach. Yes, so it's yeah. kind of an awkward situation. Mm. So I was like, OK, I'm going to go out to Ireland and train for a bit just until I figure out what I'm going to do like properly yeah, yeah. Um, but I did want to move out there I just didn't know if it was realistic basically mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was really an option especially with the rent price yes but we welcome, found to, welcome to Dublin <laughs> yeah. um, and then I went out there and I basically stayed yeah because Dara helped me out I was able to stay in I don't know if I'm allowed to say this I hope I am I hope it's okay to say this but I stayed in his mother's spare room yeah of course for basically yeah. a year <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, Belinda. <laughs> yes, what a star. What a oh superstar. My but I mean, uh, let, like that less, that time period that you've just spoke about is like one of those kind of time periods that you look back on and go, God, like what a massive change in my life, you know, where like literally you're uprooted from what you knew, yeah. you know, your everyday life and you were had to then be just transparent sported into a new life and it was I imagine very scary and imagine like you know, like you say like is this the right thing will it work out and now obviously in hindsight you get the luxury of looking back and going well it was definitely the right thing to do because yeah. look where we've we've gone now but there will be a lot of people that will listen to that again that 
maybe you're not in the situation that you were in with jujitsu and 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 with like your ex-boyfriend and making decisions to alter the future but they will be in some kind of situation in their life where they're like it's not working yeah. for whatever they're in right now and they have to take this risk or be brave enough to take the first step into changing that um talk me through kind of like what you experienced or how you um you know, found the strength to go and do that. And what did you, what did you listen to in yourself? Was it just that step of just do it? Or was it just really kind of, you just went with it? Like, I'd like to say that it was like, as soon as I started feeling unhappy, I instantly changed my life. Yes. <laughs> just not. Yeah. It took such a long time mm. um, to finally get the courage to actually do what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and a lot of guilt, of course. And, yeah. but I think ultimately it was the best thing for both people involved as well. Um, and yeah, like, I'm really grateful that I finally just got the lady balls to do it, Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just constantly in my head. I want to be able to train full time, mm -hmm. like train like an athlete. Like I know I have to train to be a world champion and I like, that's no disrespect for the training back home, Yeah, but there's just not enough people. There just wasn't enough people. Do you believe that to be a high level athlete and to be someone in your position that you have to have a certain degree of selfishness? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely selfish. There's no denying that. Like, um, But I don't think selfish is a bad thing. I think, I think there's a negative. It's such a, it's I'd such rather a be selfish word. than resentful. Yes. Um, yes. So if I have to be selfish instead of being a resentful bitch, <laughs> yeah. then I think it's worthwhile. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it is better ultimately. Yeah. That's very, that's, that's a, that's a that's very deep. That's a great analogy, actually. I'm going to use that forever. Ooh. Someone says, you're such a selfish bitch. And I'm like, I'd rather be selfish than resentful. <laughs> Copyright, Fiona Davis. <laughs> I uh, probably read it somewhere. <laughs> um, so obviously you're training over here. Um, what was it like for you then to like establish that relationship with Dara? You know, like to, because... I mean, like he spoke last week on the podcast, um, episode 16 for anyone that hasn't listened, go back and listen to it. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, obviously you were kind of just thrown into then competition. Well, you were, you were competing, but it was now like, okay, now I have a new coach and now I'm under yeah. a new kind of tutelage and I'm learning and there's all this newness that's going on. So how did you kind of balance your, your footsteps in that? Or how did you kind of like cope with, you know, taking everything on board and not being like completely overwhelmed and just like, this is crazy. Um, it was pretty easy to get into it because I was just so excited by all the training, mm -hmm. all these new, well, I had trained everyone before, but like new training partners for every day. Yeah. Um, and just so many people my size or near my size. Yeah. <laughs> that was really exciting. And yeah, like there were so many sessions and it was the summer and it was just like, I'm just going to do every single session. Mm -hmm. I remember I got so tired and I felt like I had to go to every training session as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> FOMO. Like, no, you don't have to. <laughs> like, you can just rest sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I really threw myself into the training. Obviously like a distraction from like a, a breakup too at the same yeah. time. Um, but yeah, just loving being able to train. Mm. Um, and yeah, just training just for me as well. Like obviously the entire time I've been doing jiu-jitsu had been with this with this boyfriend yeah uh, with with this boyfriend <laughs> with Bryn so basically the whole time I'd done jiu-jitsu he'd been involved in some way whether as a friend before becoming a relationship mm. and it was finally just this is just me like and it was yeah. just about me and I can just totally 100% focus on jiu-jitsu and that's like probably when I really realized how much I loved jujitsu mm. and I was so relieved to know it wasn't just because it was tied to him as well. Yeah. 
Um, Did it give you kind of like a new lease of life in a way? Yeah, it it really, I don't know, it just, it was, I felt so happy basically Mm. to to really understand how much I love jiu-jitsu and that, you know, I'd I'd had a few like upset Mm -hmm. moments on the mat. And I think it was more to do with my personal life. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe is it just jujitsu? Like, is this why I'm getting upset and things? Mm. Um, but yeah, like just to to realize like how much I loved it. I think it really affirmed that for me. Mm. Affirmed. Affirmed. Yes. Yeah. What a word. Big word. Mm, look at this word. <laughs> Making sure that is a word because I didn't know what Brexit was. Really. No, I do know what it is. But well, I did the word. <laughs> Fion, Fion, uh, spread the knowledge around that Brexit is Britain exiting. Yeah. Britain yes. exit. Britain exit. Oh, I have no idea. And, and I reference that joke all the time when people come in. They're like, "What are we going to talk about?" I'm like, oh, "Brexit or something." Like thinking I'm hilarious, <laughs> and here I don't even know what Brexit means. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> um, what I wanted to rack your brain about um, is obviously you know we're talking about this whole time period and and all your achievements to date and like everything that's happened. That's such a short period of time, and this all this newness that's happening to you. Um, I want to know, tell me what the experience has been like to go from just Fionn Davis that like competes and, you know, wins fights and trains every day and wants to be like a high level professional athlete and a world champion to then going, becoming a world champion, Nogi world champion. (laughs) And also the, like the, the, let's talk about the, like the rise of your celebrity the rise of the Fionn Davis brand (laughs) you know what I mean like I mean I don't think any of us have because I think you know what it is I I said this to Dara is that we looked at all these jiu-jitsu players the world champions athletes and they were always Brazilian or they were American and they were kind of you know they have that way that it's sort of you know, we can't really relate to it, especially over here, we'll say, mm. you know, especially for, for the girls that you train with, like Irish jiu-jitsu, European jiu-jitsu. There was never really someone who just sort of was catapulted into this limelight the way that you were. And I think for a lot of girls, especially in Europe, it was like, do you know what? I can finally see myself in someone that's achieving everything that I want to. Yeah. What was that like for you? What is that like for you? You're still experiencing it. Um, it is, it's pretty in, intense, like, it, it, but it's really, really nice too. like, um, like, you know, obviously I can, a lot of people say not from the UK or not from Ireland or anything, but just saying, just see someone who is not Brazilian or American actually yeah. do well mm-hmm. is really inspiring for me. Something they could be from anywhere in Europe, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that I really am glad to be part of that. There's so many really good European athletes, mm. um, around right now as well. And yeah, I'm, you see that rising all the time and I'm really glad to be part of that. Mm. And, you know, I don't know, I'm not like a how, role how, model, how, but... Well, you are, you're absolutely a role model, 100%. But there are people who have said, oh, you are my role model. Mm. And like, that is quite scary. But at the same time, that I think that keeps you accountable to acting in a way that you could be seen as a role model, yes. whether you like it or not. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I mean, uh, like you... I don't think there's there's a lot that you would do that outside of your life that would make you not accountable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, I mean, is it like, it must be a really nice feeling to know that, you know, people are inspired and oh, strive yeah. to be better yeah. just because of who you are and what you're achieving. Yeah, it's really lovely. And obviously with Instagram, I, I, there's way more positives than there are negatives. I'll yeah. complain about the weird messages. Yeah, but, we're, go- oh, we're definitely going to get on to that. <laughs> You're not leaving that chair until we talk about so that. so many nice messages. And 
Um, obviously, I can't get back to everyone. Like, I do try to reply to as many people as possible mm. without going insane. insane yeah. <laughs> Not that I get that many messages, but you know what I mean? But I, I mean, like, over the last year, you've went from, like, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 to 10,000 to, yeah, like, 60,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know, well, probably more now, is it? 50-something? Oh, which is counting the, so the, strange. Like, so weird. Because every, like, every so often, you know, because I see you every day in training, so I never really, like, you know, I'm not, like, checking in on your Instagram because I see you. But then I do go look and I'm like, what? It's just just got another 10,000 another 10,000 yeah and I there's think... just all these comments and comments oh, and comments God. and comments <laughs> mostly good as well you know lots of really really good comments and I obviously really appreciate them mm. um but for me it's been kind of being like there's good feedback and then there's bad feedback too yeah um and to not take either side on too much so if mm. someone's keep saying you are the shit you are class I have to not take that on as well at the same time and just be like that's nice blank it out yeah because it, it is very lovely that someone will say that to me mm-hmm. but at the same time i'll try not to take it on just like i'm trying not to take on the negative mm-hmm. comments i try not to but they, <laughs> they don't affect me <laughs> Mark said they don't say that they affect you because people will love that and carry yeah, on and then they'll keep going keep on. but it, it, it's a strange thing right to like you know for when that starts happening mm. to sit back and go like who are these people and what is the mindset because I mean a lot of people think like online bullying trolling trolling Mm. trolling trolling whatever that it only happens to you know uh somebody like some 16 year old that's like you know getting bullied in school or everything don't really take stock that even people who are like achieving great things in their life and who have a massive fan base or a massive you know support network still get negative messages and then let's get on to the creepy, mm, weird messages. They're more funny, though. I kind of <laughs> you don't enjoy them, but like they are hilarious. Like the <laughs> I should start screenshotting them and sharing them. I wish that we had that video. I wish I could be like, and now we're going to put a lot of uh, some oh, of the messages that Fiona's has gotten on screen. Oh, there's some really good ones. Really good ones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the night. I know I don't get that much hate. Yeah. Um, but what, what, what when it is like without focusing too much on the negative like what is the kind of thing is it when you win fights it's, like people say like you didn't deserve to win or uh, it's just more like I think my issue is people will write a comment and not realize that I'm a real person who can actually read your comment yeah. or they probably don't think that I am reading them and it's just like or like just people who have no idea so it's not really that offensive because I can tell the kind of people who are making the shitty yeah. comments are actually like no offense, but like idiots, <laughs> you're not really doing anything yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're sad. Well, that's the yeah. thing. And it's no one who I actually care about their opinion actually writing negative comments. Absolutely. Actually, they're very, very nice. So. Yes. Well, this is the thing because there's so many like young, not even like athletes or not even like young jujitsu players, but just young people in general that, you know, I don't think I think as adults, we kind of hear that or we get a negative feedback or a negative comments and we kind of go, hmm, like I'm not really going to take that on board because the person that's writing that is obviously an idiot. Mm. But they're obviously the younger generation who are kind of been brought up in this sort of social media sort of stratosphere. Like they do take that on board. So that's where the danger lies on it. Yeah. So like, you know, without being like, what message would you give to those kids, Fionn? But like, <laughs> you know, w- what way, what way do you combat it? Is it literally just saying like, you know, I don't, 
uh, you're not doing anything of great measure in your life from what it looks like. Yeah. And then you take kind of, you know, uh, yeah, the high road. I, like, you know, I, I can't lie. Like it does. I do get upset sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I've got people who can reassure me and say like, basically, basically say what other people tell me. Yeah. And it's basically that the people who are writing these comments have no life. Mm. <laughs> they are losers. <laughs> like yeah. every person who says anything really unkind not constructive criticism. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. If someone has cons- uh, constructive criticism, uh, <laughs> constructive criticism, criticism, criticism um, about my behavior. Say, like if I did celebrate and they were like, hmm, like I didn't quite like the way she celebrated, like whatever, like, yeah, that's not anything unkind. But someone's like, she's got a joint nose. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like, if you just want to write shit on the internet like they don't have anything else to do mm. um, and they're not a very nice person yeah. and it, it's not anyone who would ever care about their opinion anyway mm. um, the only the only opinion I'll ever take on board is someone who I know and who actually knows me um, and if they have something negative to say it'll usually be constructive and mm. I'm going to listen to that because I respect that person but if Absolutely. it's just on the internet it's just like oh you should just go on their profile and laugh at them. Yes. <laughs> no, I won't write hate back at them. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a waste of time. It's exactly what they want as well. They yeah. thrive off it. Yeah. But I will look and go, ha. Hans come. <laughs> I move you off it. And then just move on. <laughs> but in terms of kind of the notoriety that you've sort of amassed over the last while, is it frustrating in terms of, you know, like when you're about to compete and you're in the bullpen and people are like, Fion, can I get a picture? Or like you're trying to coach and yeah. you're like, oh, can I get a picture? Like, how are you dealing with that side of things? Um, I, I <laughs> this is really bad. I enjoy it. Do you? <laughs> because it's okay it, to say it's, that. It's like no one will say that because it's like that's not humble. Yeah, but, uh, I fucking love it. Do no, you? No, not loads. Like now, like sometimes I'm like, could you leave me alone? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm about yeah. to go and fight. Yeah. Um, just kind of like, please use your common sense. Yeah. Um, not that I really mind it that much anyway. Um, because I don't take myself super seriously, and mm. I do like to just you know enjoy the competing experience. Um, but I do enjoy it because yeah. it's such a small amount. <laughs> Only yeah. like a couple of people will ask me for a photo or like come up to me and say something really nice. That's lovely. It is lovely. It's not like I've got a crowd developing. <laughs> it's a bit. It will happen. A if crowd that happens, develop. then. You- I'm really socially awkward You'd be like and I usually Galveo, like <laughs> like my thing is I'll hug them and go you smell really good like I did to you earlier yeah. and then they kind of go oh, okay and they kind of look at me weird and I'm like oh and then what oh, kind of feedback yeah. are you getting like what are they saying to you when they're grabbing you for a picture I'm such a big fan <laughs> no they'll just say hey can I get a photo um, oh and some, sometimes they ask you to choke them it's only uh, the men who ask that though, mm, which is weird. I don't how know. Do, how is do you there feel about a reason that? for that? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> no, no reason. Shane is, saying, <laughs> Shane is saying no, but nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should feel uncomfortable. I usually do it, but don't. That doesn't mean come up to me and ask me. No, <laughs> don't. Please leave her alone. I'm begging you. I'll all. charge you for that. Though. I'm joking. Uh, but no, like because it's such a small amount of people, I actually do enjoy it. Yeah, I, I can't lie. Like, is that bad? No, not at all. Probably that's is. like that's a refreshingly honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's too honest. Like, yeah, hundred like, percent. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> no, that's that. But that's. I think that's why you. Um, you know, people are, I love you so much is that because you're so down to earth and you are so honest and it's like, you know, it's refreshing. 
you know hopefully yeah <laughs> absolutely but i want to talk about something a little bit more serious oh god <laughs> if you if you'll come with me on this journey i'll, I'll find a way to not make it serious but no. yeah we'll try <laughs> and i know it's such a like stereotypical thing to be like oh it's the woman like talk about like looks and body image and stuff. no yeah. sorry <laughs> no one's here about that kind <laughs> well i'm sure there's some out there who do Fionn. <laughs> but <clears throat> It's such a, a massive part of, we'll say, not only not only female athletes, but females in general, especially females that are in like the public eye and public space, is that you are subjected to this criticism of body image or you should look like that or she doesn't look like that or yeah. she's not good enough. And I, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I, I, I know... Uh, a while ago we had a, a conversation about it just as mm. like the in our gym like talking about different things and feeling like crap and blah blah and I remember you saying you were like you know you made this comment to be like oh I, I've, I've you know used to feel like that I was like really unattractive and that I had a real muscular body and that yeah. I was like not p- petite and feminine and I wanted you to talk to me about that because like for us hearing you say that we're like but we're training hard to get a body like you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like you've got this incredible athlete's body, like no body fat, just absolutely like incredible. And here you are saying that, you know, you've had to get over your own things of being like, you know, accepting yourself. Yeah, like, and if I'm honest, I still, like, I love what my body can do. Mm-hmm. I don't love how it looks. Like, I wish, you know, like when people are like, I used to hate my body and now I love it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love what it can do. Mm-hmm. I really do. But I still hate my arms and wish I looked smaller. Um, but I'll look at some of the exact same body as me and think they look amazing. So yeah. I'm surrounded by so many women who are like my competitors, but also like friends now as well. Mm-hmm. And I love their muscular physiques. And it's so nice to be surrounded by bodies that look mm-hmm. like mine when there was nothing really like there weren't any other girls who had my body shape and they weren't even when the fitness movement came in mm. it was like fitness but it was a size six yeah. <laughs> and the arms weren't really big and it was a big ass and, and right now it's like a big butt and it's like i mm. don't have a big butt i have big quads yeah it's pro- <laughs> you know like my ass <laughs> is the size that's functional for what i'm doing yes. <laughs> and my upper body is really broad and it'll never be small mm. um and i tried the whole don't eat much try and get skinny thing yeah and uh, were you doing that when you were a professional like at at this high level of being an athlete uh in my last year of doing judo um yeah like i basically would have one meal a day Um, and train like what one meal a day or a chocolate bar you're kidding (laughs) if i ate a chocolate bar i'd be like okay i can't eat now um and water restriction but like kind of constantly and yeah i don't know get really honest uh, okay yeah because little girls might watch uh, listen I mean um, and laxatives really yeah yeah um, yeah. I would do that and I got down to 52 kilos from when I was I was, I got bigger when I quit judo I quit at 15 um, and I piled on a lot of weight mm. uh, I, I did I went up to from a size 10 to a size 14 in, in less than a year um and yeah and then when I went back to judo I gradually lost weight and I went down to 52 kilos I don't know what I weighed Mm. um and how much I actually lost but when I went back to judo I was about 65 kilos wow um 
which is tiny. I mean, six foot eight is still, like yeah. people's dream weight. <laughs> I'm over here back. being like, love to be 65, thanks. Yeah, because yeah, when I went back, I'd lost a bit of weight anyway at first. Yeah. So I don't know what I actually weighed when when I was a size 14. So I have no idea because I, I wasn't weighing because it was like going from weighing all the time to yeah. I don't have to weigh anymore. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, and that is a thing, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, like that, that the restriction. Well, we see it with even adults that have, have you know, have retired from fighting. They're yeah. like out on the session because they're just like, <laughs> what? I don't have to train. I don't have to yeah. be restricted. Like, like, let's go wild. I can do what I want now. I can eat chips every day and not have to worry about what I, my weight is on the weekend mm. or like not that I was ever super restrictive from my food in judo like I never thought about it I just ate whatever my parents cooked and I don't know I just didn't really over I didn't think so what, where, where, what, where is the headspace in that at that time like is it I want to be smaller because I want to be attracted to the opposite sex or is it purely yeah it was nothing to do with mm. my performance okay I was performing performing terribly in training obviously because I was undernourished I didn't care about that I cared more about what I looked like which mm. obviously I'm like I want to Slapper, <laughs> slap 17 year old me yeah but yeah. um yeah like I just wanted I was like I want my arms to be smaller I want my arms to be smaller so I just was like if I keep doing and I saw like um you know bikini fitness models yeah they had a really bad effect on my mental health mm. <laughs> um I was like they're muscly okay I'm also gonna be muscly I can't help that but I can be tiny yeah i.e. have a why so you, you were looking at these bikini models being like saying like okay so they're super muscly and toned but they're tiny yeah but they, they you know mm. they don't actually have built upper bodies like i did yeah which is like like my upper bodies from years and years of hard work mm. like, like why would i want to erase that and i got down to 52 kilos and my arms were still the biggest part of my body <laughs> and i didn't have abs yeah and i was like okay, this is apparently my best shape. Mm. And I looked and I was like, I look horrible. I just look disgusting and I feel terrible. Like I was so, like I, I it was really hard to be like, oh, but I was happier at this size. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, but like I shouldn't be happy because I'm that size. It's such a strange. It's so crazy. It's, and you know what? It's so like, for, thank you for being so honest about that because like, again, there's going to be so many people that will listen to that that will be like, like, I just never thought that Fionn, you know, thinks like I do or has the same insecurities, mm. or the same fears that I have. And for you to be so successful, so fit, like an athlete and to have those, it's like, it's crazy, but it's so important for, for people to hear you say that. Yeah, it was like, like I took laxatives because I, this is terrible um, because I wished that I could make myself be sick, but I just couldn't do it. Like I wasn't determined. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so I was like, oh, the laxatives will do. How disgusting is that? And crazy to look back on considering how my mindset is now. I feel mm -hmm. like I have such a healthy mindset towards was... food. Maybe not my body image, but yeah with food it's like this is fuel like okay i don't care what my brain tells me mm -hmm. about what my body looks like like i don't actually care enough about what i look like now mm. yeah i'd say it's that i'd say it's is i love my body for what it can do what it looks like i doesn't i don't really care that much anymore like okay mm. it's you know it's what it is i've yeah. got big arms whatever um i what was the shift? What was the shift? Like, like, did you go to therapy? Did you get help no. for that? Like, how did your mind suddenly flip the switch to be like, right, I want to be what you what you thought in your head to be? It, it was your idea of attractiveness. To okay, I need to perform, so I need to feel my body. It was originally it was weightlifting, so like powerlifting, 
So obviously I was in, uh, Instagram was coming more popular at this time as well. So I was following all these bikini models mm-hmm. and I quit judo as well because I I'd lost all this weight. And then I was just in a really bad place and I ended up quitting again at um, like 18. So I only went back for a year and I lost all this weight. And yeah, I realized it wasn't for me again. Uh, I don't really know. It just didn't click. I, mean, I, I mm-hmm. wanted something. That was what I was good at when I was younger. That's what gave me confidence. I went back to it, but like, it just wasn't the right thing. And I, I was desperately searching for something that would make me have that confidence again, mm. or like have this thing that I was good at. And I was just trying to find something new. And uh, powerlifting, so I started going to the gym and I saw these powerlifters on Instagram. So I'd followed them, unfollowed all the bikini girls and I, and I just piled loads of weight on, but I didn't care because I felt really strong and I was lifting really heavy. Mm. That really helped me because I was like, so basically performance. Yeah. So being able to perform well and the pride I took from that and I'd always been called strong growing up, even in judo, people would be like, oh, Fionn's really strong. And like, if they call people in a class in school to come carry some tables, they'd be like, okay, give me four boys and Fionn. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'd arm wrestle all the boys in school and I'd arm wrestle the men in the pub and I'd always win. <laughs> yeah, something's never changed, right? <laughs> so like, I don't know, like that, being strong was like my thing. Like yeah. I, I was crap at school mm. or like average, but like slightly below average at school, you know? like. So I wasn't particularly good at anything, but I was always strong. So like, yeah. okay, powerlifting, lifting weights, that's being strong. Um, but then I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get some cardio in as well because like, yeah, I'm getting strong, but I still, you know, I still want to kind of look, look good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'll get some cardio in, tried to run, ran for about 30 seconds. Like, no, I can't put myself mm-hmm. through misery. Like yeah. that, that's not making me. Like I didn't care enough about how I looked to at run. this point to run. Yeah, yeah no. I was yeah. like, mm. yeah, I'm so I glad you said that. I don't that. actually care that much about how I yeah. look. Like if I act, if I'm honest mm-hmm. with myself to actually run. But I was like, okay, but I still want to do something that will be some sort of cardio workout, yeah. like for fitness as well. So how how do you then go from you know from obviously where we're sp- we're talking about to you know because you're now in a position where you're you're obviously you've got your sponsors that are requiring you to do like photo shoots and media yeah. and, and being in front of the camera so how are you sort of you know adjusting to doing all that like do you just have to go okay this is my job I just have to do it like, get it over with or are you able to embrace it now and relax and you know so I every photo shoot I do I'm in a gi or like some sort of jujitsu wear yeah and yeah with like this new like a new bunch of people following me on online and things um I've always just been myself so that's given me confidence and it's always just been jujitsu photos and Mm. I I, I'd never disrespect anyone who has put pictures up of their body but it's never been for that like no one's ever as far as I know (laughs) I like how your feet look in that gi I mean maybe that like a little bit but like it's never been about how I look mm. um which is so that's giving me a lot fantastic of shit I look like in a photo so that's nice yes. is, it's generally really nice and again like I think I love pages that are body confidence and mm. people who are like in a bikini and like I, I really like like you go girl dream yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 100% because it's never been about that for me like on online or whatever mm. or just in in jiu-jitsu isn't about how you look it's about what you're doing mm. how you're fighting how exciting you are yeah um it's it's never made me worry about that yeah. really 
Yeah. Amazing. So that's good. That's nice. <laughs> Fian's going to upload her bikini pics next week. Coming soon. Coming we'll soon. <laughs> Fian's range of uh, bikini, bikini efforts. Um, <laughs> what else was I going to say to you there? Um, we're talking about the... I'm just thinking about Fionn in a bikini now. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that's happening on the internet. Um, but let's talk about the time, you know, because I don't know, maybe uh, your newer fans might not know about this, that you had two, three MMA fights. I figured say babies. I was yeah. like, have I? <laughs> I don't know why. Surprise. I've had four, Lydia. Oh, it's been four. One was a pro. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was really, right. I'm that's really right. lucky I didn't get murdered. Like you, I, I think you sent me two of them, two of the fights. I maybe, yeah, it was there's brilliant. one online. Don't One's watch online. It. Don't do watch, watch it. it. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. But uh, talk to me about. Well, obviously, I want to know about how you got made that little dabble into MMA, mm. and I know why you decided to leave. But tell the listeners why you decided to leave, and then also, would you go back? Ooh, um, I left MMA because. I well obviously I had to do jiu-jitsu alongside it it was yeah. like my coach was like yeah you need to be able to actually do mm. groundwork I was like okay um and that's how I got into jiu-jitsu yeah um, really yeah for no way I, I wanted to be I want to be Ronda Rousey basically I was like oh Ronda Rousey obviously judo judo yes of course yeah judo yeah, 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 blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I'm gonna be Ronda basically was, was she like, a little bit of an inspiration to you when oh, you were growing up yeah huge inspiration yeah Amazing. I love Ronda like I have a book and all that oh, big Ronda fan um, oh, I wish you didn't act like an asshole. Well, the, <laughs> this is it. Like, but you learn from that as a fan as well. Yeah, so learn you from do. that to not do that. Mm. Mm. Do you think she was like misrepresented in like the way that she acted, or do you think that like there was no sort of what am I trying to say? You know, do you think that it was a media storm around her that just that kind of made it out to be that she was a bad loser? Or do you actually think as a fan, you were like, oh, I wish you'd been a little bit more humble. Kind of a combination, but I do, who am I to tell anyone? But I do think for me, it was a big learning curve to see her and how she acted in a loss to be like, that's maybe where my gut instinct wants to take me mm. um, and to make excuses and to, I don't know, just go down that route but that's not how I want to act I mean I yeah. don't want to take away from anyone's win I want to make sure that I'm I basically like I want to be respectful to my opponents you mean mm-hmm. like and make sure that like being kind is my priority do you mean? yes like, don't like be you embarrassed for saying that you know, like, you please <laughs> that's like the best thing ever like you can't always like I don't know like I'm, I hate losing I hate losing more than I love winning mm. <laughs> is that bad to say it no. is I'm horribly it's my biggest like in terms of competing it's probably a great advantage but it's one of my biggest flaws as well in terms of being a person mm. <laughs> well this is uh, this was actually what I wanted to ask you we, for our listeners we are going to get back to the MMA thing in a yeah. second right we'll go <laughs> we back there return. I promise we will return but what I wanted to ask you is I had this very interesting conversation with my brother once about um, well it's not once we talk about it all the time about the type of person that you need to be to be a high level professional athlete like you have to be very competitive and you have to have you know almost like unrealistic standards for yourself and 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 mindset of i'm the best yeah so how <laughs> how does fear fion who because when like you know i have the pleasure of knowing you very well and you're so uh, the complete opposite to fion the athlete so how do you become that sort of like get into that headspace of that being that athlete but then also keep yourself 
very much grounded and honest and true to yourself um being who you are really outside of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's really it's like something i wrestle with all the time so being competitive is obviously a positive because Mm -hmm. you need to give a shit whether you win or lose Mm. to make you try hard um but at the same time if you care too much about winning you're gonna hold yourself back so it's a constant like walking a tightrope between the two mm-hmm. um and yeah it is really difficult a lot of time it does you know i do act it would make you act like an asshole yeah like I, you know like when i came to jiu- jiu-jitsu especially with a judo background as well like i you know i was like i was you know in judo i had so much experience and then now i'm getting my ass kicked by mm. brand new people like that's that's hard to overcome at first but like I, I, I love that. Like, oh, they're beating me. Yeah, I love that. Like, let's go. <laughs> Do you? Lo- that's where you get the the kind of like the, that's where the fight comes into it. Just like someone beating you, and then you keep working really hard, and you come back and you beat them is really satisfying. Mm. <laughs> so is is that is that where the kind of like the glory is for you? Is 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 that kind of um, uh, yeah yeah? You love that where someone's like, I'm going to fight you, and then in that moment you're like, try fight me. And now I'm going to win. I love being the underdog. As soon as someone's mm. like, Fionn is the best, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I love when people, Fionn's going to lose. She, she gets smashed and I'm like, yeah, mm. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, I get like a weird I wonder where that comes from. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what a bit is mad. That? Like, <laughs> no, not, not at all. Like, I mean, is that is that something to do with like when you were growing up? Is that from school? Is that from, you know, people? Is that from a place of someone or a collective of people telling you that you're not going to achieve something? And now you want to prove that wrong or is like I'm trying to figure out yeah. where that stems from. I don't know. I was I was bad and I think a lot of people would just assume I was I was like originally I'd come into subjects in school, for example, and I wouldn't be good at them naturally. Mm. And then you kind of get written off. There's no like mindset of, okay, I'm not so good at this, but I can improve that. Like yes. there's not really that mindset. It's kinda of like, oh, you're bad at maths? Oh, you'll always be bad at maths. You, you can't yes. Like, and, yes. and like, I, like, I love my mom to death, but she, she would say like, oh, you're just bad at maths. And I was like, mm. no, mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe at first, or maybe I thought I was bad and then I just expe- expected to be shit at it and then yes. didn't try. Mm. And like, yeah, and I think just like kind of teachers kind of writing you off a little bit mm-hmm. maybe. And then just like in, in like combat sports, I suppose in judo and jiu-jitsu, it was like, I don't know. I think people would always expect me to be crap too because I'd be like, blonde and smiley and mm-hmm. ooh, and they're like oh like girly girl oh, and all this and yeah like I think that would kind of mm. make people assume you're going to be pretty crap and I yeah. just love proving people wrong and I don't know it's that's interesting but I don't know if that's the reason I have no idea why no but it's <laughs> interesting to, to look at that you know like where some people are like I just love the glory of the win you know like I just love getting my hand raised like that's what I envision when Mm, I'm going for it but so it's very interesting to hear (laughs) you say I hate losing so much that Mm. I'm that determined to win but no I also love winning but yeah how do you you get over a bad loss then I mean because like obviously anyone who loses you have that moment where you're like you know you've the tears and you're like Mm. oh and the pit in your stomach and but how do you get yourself to the gym on Monday and how do you like just say right that's that it's done and now we move on and we go again oh because i just lost yeah like if i if i don't if i want to avoid that again i better i better go to the gym pretty quick <laughs> so i'm like train harder train harder make such oh, a i gap. just lost so i'm not gonna train i'm gonna lose again that yeah, and like me. i don't 
make excuses for why I lost. I, I will not make them on the internet. Yeah. I won't make them to myself. Um, I won't make excuses. I'll just be like, okay, let, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm really hard on myself when I lose, but like, I, I think it is, it can be to a detriment as well. Um, but like, I'll have a little pity party. But there is always that thing in the back of my head is like, I, I've really just gotten killed. And I'm like, I can still win though. Yeah. Doing, not in a way where like, I should have won. Like, no, I shouldn't have won. I just got killed. But I'm like, ah, well, I will win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's, it's like a, uh, what, what is the word? What would you say? It's like a, um, like a, a desire or a yeah, hunger. I, just, to I keep think to I'll go keep again. having a go until I eventually win. Mm. And I will. <laughs> I'll have my time. Which is the beauty of <laughs> I'll, like... I'll, I'll linger around like a bad smell until eventually I win. Well, I mean, this is what I'm saying is that like it's the beauty of especially just coming off the back of ADCC like that with Bia is that yeah. that's, that's what people were so you know, just incredibly like overjoyed for for you was that you had lost to her before and here you were in the lion's den absolutely going for it and getting this massive opportunity and people have been like no she will not <laughs> submit Bia is she going to oh my god she actually did you know so it was like more than just a win in that moment it was what I represented is that you know you failed with in that particular situation before and yeah. you kept determined worked hard and now you were reaping the benefits of the win yeah Yay. <laughs> tears, tears. <laughs> back to MMA. Oh yeah. <laughs> would you uh, would you go back to MMA? Would you take a fight? How much money would you <laughs> Like if I'm if I am right, if I am the UFC, if I'm Bellator mm. and I want you okay, I have an interesting like I'm just gonna show it out there, like okay. fantasy like fight. The UFC ring you and they say, We want you to fight Mackenzie Dern. Oh my god, that's a terrible idea. It's a fantastic idea. I get my head punched off. <laughs> you don't know how like I have I've had four MMA fights, but don't misunderstand this. I can't punch. <laughs> I can't throw a strike. Uh, like really, I really can't. I'm really bad. I don't know how I didn't get killed. I basically would run at people with my blue belt in jiu-jitsu, by the way. Like, what was I doing in a cage? Um, run at people. People are in there with less, let me tell you. <laughs> I'd, but I had no striking. This is the thing. So no striking, just a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, which was a quick one only because of my judo experience. You mean? Like, yeah. not because I was actually skillfully a blue belt. Just pure. <laughs> Pure, so, is it the, UFC, the UFC go we're gonna we're gonna send you out to America you're gonna get to train for a year and we're gonna pay you to train and then you're gonna fight Mackenzie Dern at the end of the year and we're gonna pay you 60 grand that's a lot of money um I just love jiu-jitsu and it gives me such a life that I'm so happy with and mm. the money doesn't matter to me it mm. does a bit in terms of like I can do jiu-jitsu because I've got money the to freedom do it. to do it yeah, yeah the money gives you freedom that's the best bit um, about that, that's for me what's good about it is that mm-hmm. it gives me the freedom to do what I actually want to do but like the lifestyle I get from jiu-jitsu is amazing like, yeah I, and you don't I have to get it. punched in the head I know I really <laughs> don't like getting punched in the head now would I go back to MMA I would never say never mm-hmm. it does like every time I watch a UFC I'm like I'm gonna fucking do this I'm yeah. gonna punch the head off the head <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like yeah like I do think about it but like I'd have to achieve everything I want to achieve in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Which is what's Which left is for you to achieve. Gi world champion, ADCC champion. Maybe win the absolute. Ooh. Girl. Maybe. <laughs> Do you give yourself timelines <laughs> for your goals? And in terms of goals, 
are you big on vision? I can never say this word. It's so embarrassing. I wish we could pre-record and then just drop it in. <laughs> are you big on visualization? Oh, is that hard word to say? It's hard word to say. Visualization. I can't say it. <laughs> Don't repeat it. We visualization. You know the words. Yeah, I do. But are inter- do you one? Do you believe in it? Do you practice it? And what way do you manifest it in terms of? Do you write it down in a goal book? Do you like sit at home and like meditate and visualize you winning these? Like, how does it work? Um, I don't know if anyone else does this actually. They probably, I've never heard anyone say they do it. But like, I listen to. Oh, this is really, really. This is really sad. Not. I've all. done this for since I was a kid. Go on. Of I'll listen to a song. Oh my god. I love highlight real videos <laughs> so much <laughs> and um i'll like listen to a song and then imagine <laughs> a highlight reel of me doing good moves but this is vi- this is visualizing. Was, like, hand raised amazing but that's kind of visualization but to a really good beat yes you know? well here's my next question <laughs> what is the good beat what's the song oh, you don't want to know the music i definitely I do taylor swift <clears throat> Ah, uh, stop. That's your I highlight love. reel music. Well, not my highlight. No, it'd be like Diplo or something. I don't know. Oh. But like, I don't know. I love songs with corny lyrics. Or like, I... Miley, if I lose, I listen to Miley Cyrus' The Climb. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> it's The Climb. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's The Climb. And then I'm like, let's keep the faith. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to that after a loss. I promise you'll feel much feel better. better. Yeah, you will. Because <laughs> Miley guides me through. Uh, <laughs> so I have really bad music taste, apparently. Mm. Um, just as well you're good at jiu-jitsu right I know yeah well <laughs> for now um, well I know that you listen to the podcast so you know that I'm going to mm. ask you this question oh, and God. it is the question of life purpose and Ooh. does Fionn Davis believe in life purpose and do you believe that you're achieving or you're on the path that you were somewhat destined to to, to be on Um. I didn't used to believe in that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to shamefully admit that I do. Well, that's good. No shame mm. in that. What, <laughs> what are the reasons for that? Um, I like I'm not like religious or anything. Mm. But do you like, have any kind of faith? Like, are you spiritual or? I uh, define spiritual, I suppose. I guess spiritual. Yeah. Like, I think I'd say this is really corny. I'm said in, oh, I'm gonna tell you. Right, cool. okay. Since my grandmother passed away, yes. Um, I don't know. I think, I think more about that kind of thing. Maybe mm. as a comfort, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I don't know. I just think of like I don't know. You, I've had conversations with her before she, before she passed away and things. Mm. Um, and she's she's always been very like supportive, and so is my mother. Yeah. Um, they're very very similar, um, and very like you know they're quite but quite cheesy people like go for your dreams and yeah. things like that. You know. Um. And yeah, like I think since then, maybe a bit more like open to the idea, whereas I'd be like pretty much an atheist before that. Yeah. But I think now she's passed away, I think maybe more. And like Mm. thinking about my parents passing away, things like that, like makes me more maybe a spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah. I know that um, your grandmother, obviously, as you spoke about, passed away this year. Yeah. It was this year. year. Was was it last year? God, it feels like only a couple of months ago. Year November. Yeah. Was it a year in November? Mm-hmm. No I know, way. that's flown by. That has flown yeah. by. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, obviously, thank you for sharing. That that that's was, right. like, so <laughs> so nice for you to share. But I know that she meant, like, quite a bit uh, to you. Yeah, and seeing my mother upset, like, yeah. obviously, it's difficult. And then you think about your own mother. Too. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. In terms of, you know, dealing with things that are happening outside of the gym or outside of, you know, 
your athlete life how do you um find that balance you know because i know that when your grandmother died i mean you were in the middle of training you were like yeah you know a uh, training session and then yeah. afterwards i saw a text wasn't it yeah mm. Because we knew it was like just a little text, like, oh, by the way, <laughs> your grand's dead. <laughs> Surprise. Um, but like... Well, uh, you knew, you knew. Yeah, yeah, knew, we knew. knew. We kind of like, yeah. not that sounds awful, like hoping because she was in yeah. such a bad state, you know? But what is that um, like for you to be away from your family at those times? Like do, are in those moments, are you, are you, do you have to kind of pull yourself together and say, this is, I'm doing this for something greater that's to come. Like something better, something bigger is... You know, it's a sacrifice that I have to make. And when people say like, oh, to be the best in your field, there's a lot of sacrifice. But I mm. think a lot of people don't realize what the sacrifice is. But it's, it's I imagine it's stuff like this. Yeah, my, my parents are, are amazing. Like they, mm. they're like, oh, don't bother coming home. and <laughs> Stay away. They're like, literally, they are so understanding. They mm. both, well, my dad begrudgingly watches. My mom loves Joe Rogan. So no much. She watches jiu-jitsu. She's the only jiu-jitsu fan that doesn't do it. She watches MMA. She knows way more than me about MMA. She'll tell me about this fight. And she's like, oh, do you know so-and-so's fighting this person? And I'm like, yeah. no. And she's like, oh, you don't know. He's quite the striker. And I'm like, how do you know all these things? Um, but she's so in it, into it because I'm into it. Mm. So she just threw herself into it to understand yeah. it. Wow, that's And amazing. I know a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's um, I'm, both my parents are like that and they... Mm. They're very good at inspirational talks too. Yeah, that's incredible. That's... Before a match, they're like, you've got to do this. You can do this. <laughs> Which is incredible because a lot of people, I think, are, you know, in a situation where their parents don't have even the slightest idea no. what goes on. Yeah. What is jiu-jitsu? What is a fight? Oh, you're cutting weight? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. My parents are so understanding. Amazing. So in situations like that as well, they're like, no, no, don't now because mm. it's not necessary or, or whatever. Like, obviously, I went home for the yeah. funeral, but... Um, yeah, my parents are very, very strong people. Mm. It's obviously very big inspiration. Absolutely. <laughs> very lucky to have them. So No, it is. And you can tell how much that, you know, your family means to you because you you can see it in your face when you talk yeah. about it, especially with your, your grandmother. You know, you can you can see it, how much you loved her and how much you meant to you. She's yeah. definitely looking down on you wherever she is, wherever. I'm not religious either, but I like to think that when people die, like their energy goes somewhere or floats yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I like that circulates. Too. Yeah, I like that. Oh, they're like hanging out in a cloud. Yes, <laughs> yes. And sometimes when I got, because my grandmother had a massive impact on me when she was alive, and her debt was massive time in my life. And sometimes when I'm having like little moments where I'm like searching for like someone tell me it's all going to be okay, I'll like see. It's very strange, and it sounds people think I'm nuts, but I will see like um, you know something will catch my eye, and I'll see a tiny little ant. Oh, walking yeah. across in my <laughs> direction or I'll see a really unusual looking bird fly in front of me and I'm always like hi <laughs> you are. It's, it's very strange so if you ever see me and I'm like talking to a bird or an ant this is why it's my grandmother <laughs> <laughs> before I let you go because obviously you know um we spoke lots about like jiu-jitsu and your achievements and you know so much all your your deepest darkest secrets um but it, it, and it's a it's a pretty morbid question but i'm obsessed with it and so mm, i ask all okay. the time is if you were to go if you were to leave this earth in the morning how would you go well you go to venus when are men are from, where are we from venus or are men, we from mars men are from mars oh yeah and we're from venus yes. she's going to venus because um, it rhymes with peace carry on <laughs> 
Don't worry. That's You're bad. ruining my lovely, my lovely final <laughs> question here. Carry on. Um, how would you like to be remembered in terms of, you know, in whatever we're sitting at your wake, how would you like to be remembered by all of your friends and loved ones? My really good style. <laughs> no, not really. I have really bad stuff. Um, <laughs> um, probably the most common answer is this. Oh, she was so nice. Absolutely. <laughs> There'll be one dickhead saying that I was nasty. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know where they'd be. I don't know where they'd be. But you're really, really big on kindness, and that was kind of the yeah. reason why I knew you were gonna you were gonna respond in that 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 fashion. Why is this so important to you? Um, because this is I don't know. Again, it's really corny. You've made me very corny, Lydia. How do you do that? Just I'm, I'm availing your true <laughs> self here because I know um, you so well. When not to toot my heart, but when I was younger, like a child, I don't know, like from five to. 10 or whatever yeah um i i don't know like i was very very nice <laughs> sounds really stupid but i was like really sweet and like i try and like stand up to bullies and stu- stupid stuff like that like mm. i remember just being really nice and like i wasn't affect i don't know other things hadn't i don't know i just felt like you know you're kind of pure when you're a kid you yeah, yeah, yeah. and obviously when i got into my teens i really don't like the person who i was as a teenager like i don't mm. Like, I can't even imagine being her now. So anyone who knew me as a teenager, I was a dick. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, not that I was like a bully or anything, but like just ungrateful, like not nice to my parents. Mm. Just not a good person. Dream like weak in certain situations. And like, I was so different from when I was a kid. Um, and like from my teens up until I was probably about 19, before I found Jiu-Jitsu really, I really don't mm. like who I was. And so now like I'm trying to now I do like who I am and it's taken a few years but now I don't know I feel like I'm tr- trying to get back to how I was when I was a child where mm. I was really nice Doreen, and, and I'm still I could be a dick oh, that <laughs> many times but I'm trying to be less of a dick basically that's such a lovely um, endearing thing that oh, you're like so. trying to get back to so being I'm not like, nice yet but I'm trying to be but okay? no but resisting my urges to be a bellend basically <laughs> listen it's like it's like this thing right where like um you know there's purity in children right Mm. there's purity in how they act in how they see the world in their honesty and you know and as we grow older and become adults we start to lose that like you know that that kind of zest for life and that truth and truthfulness and that honesty so it is really very endearing to hear you talk like that thank you You're such a sweetheart. Thank you. That it's, was, all, it's all fake. <laughs> it's not at all. It's not at all. I reserve my answer on this Marcus. Absolutely as you imagine her to be. An absolute sweetheart. And a beast. Actually, someone was saying to me before, they were like, I can't believe you get to train with Fionn. I was like, you don't even know how lucky we are to train alongside her. Like, we are so blessed. And I remember them saying like, what is she like to roll with? And I was like, it's like you know you're going to die multiple <laughs> times, but she's doing it in the nicest, kindest <laughs> way. It's like, you know, it's like, it's because, you know, you roll people and you're like, oh God, oh, I'm dying. Oh, I'm going to die. But with, with Fionn, it's actually the most like pleasant experience. You're just like, Aww. how can I not die 20 times in this role? But, yeah. I usually give you a good sniff of the shampoo. Yeah, a little, yeah. little sniff. But no, I want to I feel really uh, grateful to train with all the girls at the gym too mm. and I have all the guys too not to, not to separate the, the guys but it, it like for, for us it was a massive um, 
it was a massive confidence boost for us as well though to yeah, yeah absolutely, are you kidding to know that we've someone of that like whatever about Dara as well like do you know what I mean like oh, we were, we're oh, blessed yeah. with him and with the, the lads with Marcus with Sam all the guys but to have again it's that relatable thing to have uh, a girl and to see you mm. let's call a spade a spade absolutely run through all the lads in that gym like they <laughs> uh, they try no. their they try their goddamn best with you and it's like <laughs> they're barely surviving so to see a uh, 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 you know, your teammate, a woman to go and achieve that in the gym and then to go outside and to achieve what you've achieved. It's been a massive confidence boost for us. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Don't get teary eyed because <laughs> I'm going to get teary eyed. We're both going to be crying. <laughs> I'm very like, I don't know. It's a, it's a very special <laughs> for you to be here because you're on such a, 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 like a massive part of your career. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, I feel very honored for you to be here thank and you. talking to us. So, honestly, oh, thank you for so having me. You're very, very good um, at interviewing. So. Yeah. I was so nice. <laughs> that was the nice thing ever. Fionn texted me during the week. She's like, You're really good at interviewing. <laughs> it's like, Thank you, my little Welch cherub. <laughs> um, but so, obviously, oh, people will be, they'll be like, Oh, no, why didn't you ask her about her injury? You're not actually injured too badly you're just taking a bit of time out what's going on um i haven't had a scan or anything so i don't actually know (laughs) i was like get a scan like it costs money yeah (laughs) that i'm not willing to spend (laughs) uh no it's just the inside of my knee which is the mcl Mm -hmm. um uh, shane our our physio Uh, team physio team physio um and he believes it's either an mcl sprain or a grade Mm -hmm. one tear Okay. Which is very minor. So have we, brilliant, great to hear. And is there a competition now that you've had to like pull out of? Were you meant to, were you meant to do the the Nogi Euros this uh, weekend? Yeah, I actually missed the deadline on that anyway. (laughs) Because I was just, all I was thinking about was ADCC. Yeah, of course. And and I, I booked my flights. I just didn't think, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's full," but also yeah. I couldn't because of my uh, injury anyway. So that's I'm not so bothered about that. Um, there was Queen of the Maths end of this uh, end of this month or November, the beginning. I can't do that now. It just the timing is not uh, good. Yeah. So I'm a bit gutted of that, especially as my sponsor is Kings. So, mm. oh. but they might be doing that. Good. Ooh, don't tell exclusive. Anyone. I won't tell anyone, I promise. Well, don't tell anyone. Tell anyone this, this, don't say don't anything, say anything about it. <laughs> um, so will next year, we look forward to having you early next year or by, will you fight by the end of this year? Um, we don't know. You have to, you have to heal. I'm going to go for Europeans because yeah. I want to go full on to Gina. Oh, I, amazing. I love Nogi, but Guy is my, is my, is your baby, is my husband. And Nogi is like side bae. Right? Mm. Interesting, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, I but I'm you. married to the gi. Yeah, I'll dabble with no gi, but I am married to gi. <laughs> so, brilliant. Well, I'm sure everyone will be excited to see you back on the mats. Um, but congratulations again from Thank everyone, you. from from all our listeners, everyone worldwide. <laughs> congratulations, Beyond. And um, looking forward to seeing you back on the mats. Thank you for coming you. in. Thank I know you you're me. like you're so busy and in demand. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Fionn Davis for the first exchange. Goodbye. Oh, don't. Bye.